I was commissioned by uh, RTE to write an orchestral com- a 20-minute orchestral composition based on my opera, The Alma Fetish, that was uh, performed in the, in the National Concert Hall in 2013 with the, the National Symphony Orchestra. Uh, so to write a, 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 a purely orchestral piece based on material from the opera. Uh, so that's what I did. It's a, it's a little bit longer than 20 minutes in the event, but it's a four-movement piece, uh, purely instrumental, based on the opera. The opera is based on the relationship between uh, the painter Oskar Kokoschka and Gustav Mahler's widow Alma. We're talking about the period around about the First World War, just after Mahler's death, when Alma had uh, a relationship with uh, the much younger Kokoschka. That relationship turned sour. She sent him off to the war. He didn't want to go. She insisted that he go off to defend his fatherland, which was uh, Austria, of course. He was almost fatally wounded by a Russian soldier. And while he was recuperating in hospital, Alma uh, ran off with Walter Gropius, uh, whom she would then marry. Uh, completely distraught, poor old Oscar uh, had this doll made in her image, which turned out to be a grotesque-looking thing that didn't remind him of her in the least. So again, he was distraught. <laughs> but he dealt with this by, by using the doll as a model and painting it, and simultaneously, at least in our version, having a fling with his maid. Uh, so all of this kind of uh, brings him back to himself. And then 20 years later, he accidentally meets Alma again in a a cafe in Venice and um, they kind of part good friends. The opera is almost two hours long, uh, and this is uh, 20 minutes. The opera has six scenes, uh, each one of which is uh, is as long or longer than this, this piece. A lot has to be subtracted, obviously, but then you also have to join together the, the, the tattered edges, so to speak. Uh, so that involves a certain amount of, um, even to call it composition, it is composition, of course, but it's uh, there, very little of it is, is actually new material. I thought it was going to be a very easy thing to do, and it turned out to be an extremely difficult thing to do. Certain central elements uh, were obviously going to be in there. There are certain parts of the opera, in particular uh, in the second last scene, there's this... Um, I called it a polka, I think I should have called it a can-can. It's completely frenzied dance of a bunch of art students. That was composed uh, with an eye to maybe turning it into a separate piece at some, at some stage. Uh, so that had to be in there. And there were, there were other things that had to be in there. There's a whole battle scene in the, in the second scene of the opera in which uh, Oscar is wounded uh, during the war. Um, that's quite spectacular in, in practice, but it involved... You know, chorus, it involved uh, solo voices and it involved gunshots and all kinds of extraneous things. Uh, And uh, I omitted that. I could, in fact, compose another piece tomorrow using the same bare bones and putting in quite different things uh, to flesh them out, so to speak. So it was quite a difficult process in the end. 
One pretty crude thing I did was to introduce a soprano saxophone into the into the orchestra. There there is none in the original orchestra, and that takes on the female voice quite often. It's a very distinctive sound, uh, and and the very fact that uh, you know it's not an instrument you often hear in the in the opera uh, made it seem appropriate for something that was being. Um, added in this way to represent something else. Uh, the male voices generally are just absorbed into the orchestral texture, you know, French horn or violas or or whatever. The chorus is very important in the opera. In the earlier stages of the opera, it functions as a, a collective of characters like uh, uh, guests at a party, the art students that I referred to, uh, and so forth. And then towards the end of the opera, it blends into the orchestra and it becomes part of the orchestra it sings wordlessly and uh, backstage or as happened in the national concert hall to the side of the stage in the balconies which was was very effective i absorbed that uh, in in different ways in, in the new version i introduced another instrument that isn't in the original that is the organ uh, which plays very little. It, it has very little to do in the course of the work, but it does come in at certain climactic moments that were given to the chorus in the original. Well, there are two major omissions. One is that, that whole battle scene, because there's also a battle between... The, the relationship between uh, Alma and, and Oscar very quickly turns into a battle. So that's kind of uh, linked with the First World War in the second scene of the opera. That uh, went by the board. And later on, um, the, how shall I say, the consummation of the relationship between Oscar and his maid, uh, Hulda, which takes place in a bath uh, in the opera, uh, that, that is omitted because I couldn't have done that without the chorus. The chorus there plays a very important role. Uh, so, but apart from that, the overall shape of this particular work uh, follows the overall shape of the opera. I was very happy with the orchestration, I, I say very arrogantly, uh, of the opera. So from that point of view, there was very little in what I incorporated uh, that I had to change. I, I tried to cut down on the percussion sound like a, a heavy smoker as I tried to cut down on the fags. That's the way it is with percussion and me. You know, I start off with the best of intentions, only five a day, so to speak. <laughs> and I end up with two packs, you know, and percussionists want to kill me because there's no room for them on the stage. So it is quite a different kind of kind of work. Uh, it's it's uh, more kind of shuffling, kind of uh, bricolage, I think would be the French word, where you're working with uh, materials that are already there.